Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody give him some praises this morning. Come on, that's it. Give him some praises. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, that's it. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his what holy name. Come on, let's bless him. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thanking him because he's God. God is always God. He's always been God, and he always will be God. God is not affected by situations or circumstances. He's still God in the good times, and he's still God in the bad times. He's still God in the full times, and he's still God in the lean times. Look at somebody and say, God is God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because God is God, we'll bless him at all times. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you today. Never allow your praises to God to be affected by your circumstances. Never allow that. Amen. If God's been good to you, keep praising God. And, and you know what? Even when things are not looking good, always know that God is still good in the midst of the bad times and keep praising God. The songwriter say, praise your way through. Yeah. Hallelujah. And if there's anything that the people of God ought to be married to, it's praising God. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be where I am today if it had not been for the goodness of God. Amen. So come on, somebody, put those hands together for the Lord. Amen. And bless the Lord. Amen. As you take your seat, look at somebody and tell them it's good to see you this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. We bless the Lord on this morning for those of you that are here uh, in the house of the Lord. I believe that when we come to the house of the Lord, we're coming to meet God. Amen. And um, um, unlike maybe some of us, I'll just say that whenever you meet God, you're meeting God for purpose. All right, God is not just sitting around saying, okay, well, you know, you're commanding, you do it. No, whenever you meet God, you're meeting God for purpose. God is always operating inside of purpose. And I believe that God has a purpose for us being here on today. Amen. There are many that are not here, but that's fine. Amen. God is not affected by that either. He's not affected. God knows what he wants to say. And I believe that God is going to speak to our hearts on today. We certainly thank God for you, our online audience that's here with us on this morning. We always appreciate you joining in with us and sharing with us during our Sunday morning services. And I certainly believe that um, as a result of the word of God that has been going forth and the move of the spirit of God, many of you are being blessed. So we want to continue to encourage you to be a part of the services here at our Father's house here in Orangeburg. God has something special in store for us. Amen. I, I believe that God has something special in store for us, not because we are our Father's house, but because we are part of the body. And God 
God is doing something great in the body. I want to challenge you to embrace that truth. God is doing something great. You may not see it, but God is doing something great in the body. You know what my Bible tells me? My Bible tells me where sin doth abound, what grace doth what much more abound. And while we are looking at so much that's happening in our world and in our nation, don't you fool yourself. God's not sitting back pulling his head and saying, oh my God, what's going on? God himself is doing something great and God is raising up. He's raising up his body. He's raising up his people that we might show forth the grace and the power of God. And um, I want to encourage you. I'm blessed. I'm encouraged because God has encouraged us. He has included us as part of what he's doing in this last day. Amen. So we bless the Lord on this morning. Again, we thank God for those of you that are here. Amen this morning. Amen. Come on, put those hands together for the Lord. We thank God for those of you that are here on this morning. We will be partaking communion at the end of the service, so keep those elements uh together. Father, we bless you on today. We thank you for your presence, Lord. When we came, we walked into your presence. And we thank you, Lord, because there's power in your presence. And because we're in your presence today, Lord, we surrender to whatever it is you want to do in our midst and in our lives today. We pray, God, right now, God, that every spirit that is not of you would be subdued right now, defeated and cast out. God, and that our hearts and our minds will be open to receive that that you have ordained for our lives. And not only to receive, but even as we are here, God, that we would also be vessels through which others can be blessed. We thank you for that on today, God. We pray for the power of your word to go forth and touch lives and cause lives to be encouraged and challenged to go into the fullest, full things that you have ordained for us. We commit the service into your hands right now. Holy Spirit. Have your way. Speak to our hearts. Speak through these vessels of clay. And God, let us be blessed and empowered by your word on today. We thank you for it. Please, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. You that have your Bibles, turn with me very quickly to the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, as well as Colossians, the first chapter. We'll start in Colossians, uh, the first chapter. On today, I have a word that uh, the Holy Ghost has given me. Amen. On today, God spoke this word to me several weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, if not longer. Um, and um, I felt in my spirit as this week was coming uh, that this would be the word that God would want to share with us. Um, as we move progressively inside of the things of God. I, I always want you to be encouraged to know that God always have, amen, a progressive move for every one of us. Never become stagnant where you are. Always look for the more of God. I don't care how great God may have moved last Sunday. We had a tremendous time last Sunday here during our anniversary service, but that was only a stepping stone into the greater thing that God has for us. Never sit down on your laurels and say, oh my God, we've done it. We've... No, 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 you haven't made it yet. Look at somebody and say, you haven't made it yet. But look at somebody and say, but I'm on my way though. Amen, praise God. 
the word of God for the people of God on today from Colossians, the first chapter and the eighth verse. Do you have it for me? Uh, I'm going to read it out of my King James, but I want you to put it up in um, the NIV if you have it. Okay. All right, I'm going to read it out of the King. Well, no, no, no. What I'm going to do, because it's a lot of, lot of verses, I'm, let's, let's just go ahead and read it from the NIV. Okay, and the word of God said, And who also told us of your love in the spirit? It was talking about Epaphras, I think it was, um, that um, had spoken to Paul concerning the church at Colossae, about their condition, their spiritual location, and where they are in their walk with God. Go to the ninth verse. And the ninth verse says, for this reason, after Paul had heard that, Paul said, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. I want you to listen at these scriptures here. Now go to the 10th verse. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Now I, I, I want you to really pay close attention here because this is what Paul is saying here to the church of Colossae that represents the body of Christ. Paul said, now when I heard about your position and how you're moving in God, Paul said, I immediately began to pray that God would begin to do something in you, that he would fill you with all of the fullness of the knowledge of the will of God and that he would also uh, 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 cause you to walk a life in a, inside of a life that is worthy of the Lord unto all. Please and go to the 11th verse. And that you being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Go to the next verse. And giving joyful thanks to the Lord, to the Father, who has glorified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. The next verse. For he has rescued you from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Now, I want us to look at this particular scripture here because this scripture says a whole lot. It says a whole lot before it says something very important. We look at the 13th verse. If we look into King James Version, he said, God has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us or placed us into the kingdom of his dear son. Okay, now, but when we look at those scriptures before that, we are seeing the heart of God as it's being revealed through Paul concerning those that have been translated now that you are what worthy of the Lord in your vocation and inside of your lives, that you would measure up to the, to the will and the purpose that God has for your lives. Now, let's go to Romans, the 12th chapter. We'll come back to that scripture later on. Romans, the 12th chapter, and the first verse. And if you can get that for me in the King James, not King James, I'm sorry, the Amplified. Thank you. It says, Paul here, and I want you to just continue to flow into the second verse. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies. 
dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, next verse, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. I think we had both uh, 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 translations uh, brought together there, but we'll go with that uh, um, because I want us to understand the heart of God as it relates to us, uh, the body of Christ. Uh, 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 because there's so much that God wants us to understand in our walk with him. So therefore, today, I want to talk to you from this particular subject, uh, from translation to transformation. From translation to transformation. We found here in Colossians here that the scripture Paul was talking about the translation experience that uh, uh, those folk in Colossae had undergone. God has translated us from the kingdom of darkness and placed us into the kingdom of light. And that's very, very important that we understand that. But I want us to look at these two words here that we are going to be talking about today because they are very, very, both are very, very important in our walk with God. There must be a translation. You must be translated from one kingdom into the next. We've talked about the two kingdoms that exist in the world, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. But at salvation, we were translated. Look at somebody, and if you'll say, look at it and say, I've been translated. Okay, now you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness, and you have been placed into the kingdom of light or the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But I want you to also understand that while these two words are very important, they're also different in their operations in our lives as believers. They're very different. You must go through a translation before you go through the transformation. Okay. But the transformation is very, very important in order that we fulfill the entire purpose of God. So many folk get locked up in the translation that don't go on to the transformation. Okay. I, I want you to see here because God here. When we look at God, and I want you to begin to look at God from the big picture. Too often we look at God from the small uh, 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 perspective that we live in. God saved me. Oh, God, I thank you for saving me. I thank you, God, that you delivered me, God, from sin. Okay, God, that's good. You should be grateful. But then now on the other side, you should say, God, but what, what, what is it you want out of my life after you've saved me? I, I want to slow down because I, I want to make sure that we're understanding. When we look at the definition for translation is the process of moving something from one place to another. Okay. Repeat that. Translation is the process of moving something from one place to another. Okay. Coffee, would you help me out this morning? 
didn't you? Leave and go sit over there. That's the translation. He was moved from one place to another. I need you to see something. Now let me go a little bit deeper. Can I go a little bit deeper inside of this? This is the kingdom of darkness. Okay, now it's not literal because you know you're you're saying use this. This over this side here is the kingdom of darkness. Coffee was over here. But when he called on the Lord, and as God translated him out of the kingdom of darkness and placed him over here in the kingdom of light. So therefore, his place changed. God moved him from one place to the next. I, I need you to see this because uh, 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 we want to help you see the heart of God. Um, I, I'm trying to see if, if I really want to. This here, can you, can you follow me? Okay, with the camera, with the camera. Over here is the kingdom of darkness. And all of you over here are controlled by the king or the prince of darkness, which is Satan. Okay. Satan is your father. Now, I don't mean that literally, but inside of the context of my message. Okay. Satan is your father. As long as we're in the kingdom of darkness, Satan was our father. God spoke that. Jesus spoke that to the Pharisees when he was talking to them in John the 8th chapter. He told them, say, you are of your father, the devil, and it is his lust that you do. Okay. So I want you to always remember, while you were in the kingdom of darkness, the devil was your daddy. He was your father. You were part of his family. And it was his lusts that you do. Can you remember uh, when you were unborn again, when you were not saved, you found yourself sometimes doing things that you really didn't want to do? It just seemed like something just, uh, you know, uh, uh, controlled you. That was the spirit of Satan that was in you. You were carrying out uh, his desires. But then now you were translated over into this kingdom. Okay. Not only did you change kingdoms. Okay, I want you to understand something. But over here, you also change uh, uh, control. You're no longer under the control of Satan who rules in this kingdom. See, Satan does not have any authority in this kingdom. So when you are translated out of this kingdom, you're placed into this kingdom, and Satan has no rule in this kingdom. Okay, now I want you to see this. Not only does Satan does not have rule or authority in this kingdom, over here you are also translated from out of the family of Satan. Come on. Okay. Now you are a child of God. Over here you were children of the devil. 
When you were translated, now you are a child of God. Born again. That's why Jesus told the disciples when he was teaching them to pray, he said, you pray now, our Father. Because God now is your Father. He is the one that has control in your life now. You've been birthed into another kingdom that is, 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 is totally different from that kingdom. Can I help you to see something here? Come here, come here, coffee. Sit over here again. Cry out to the Lord, save me. Okay. And the Bible said, either call it on the name of the Lord, shall be delivered, or shall be saved. That if you believe in that heart, that God will raise him from the dead, and confess with that mouth, God will save you. Okay. Any man come to me, I will in no wise cast out. So Kofi called on the Lord. said, I'm tired of this captivity. I'm tired of Satan ruling in my life. God saved me. And God saved him. Now, I want you to understand the salvation process now. The salvation process is taking him out of the kingdom of darkness and placing him over here, but it's also cutting off the control of Satan. And right now, he, the Bible said, Satan or sin no longer had dominion over him. Why? Because he is in the kingdom of God. Okay, I, I need you to understand something. But I want you to look at something that is common now while he was here and while he was here. This is still coffee. Okay. Would you come, Jemiah? Come. I know y'all may have to leave early, but I, I just want you to come here. Um, what's your son's name? Nemeche. Nemeche. Come, come over here. Come back at you. Come, come here. Okay. While he's over here, Turn, to turn around so that, no, come, yeah, come, come on. Okay, while he's over here, he's under the control of Satan. This spirit here of Satan is controlling his life. Okay, you, you got to see this here now. Now, this is the spirit of Satan that is dictating to Kofi what to do, when to do it. He's pulling the string as a puppet. And Kofi is obeying him. But when you call on God, God saved him. God broke this captivity. Everybody sat out of your sides. Okay, come here, Jemiah. But see, God said, now I'm going to translate him from here to here. So God put his spirit. This is all part of the translation. This is the spirit of God now that he placed inside of Kofi. And I grab his arms, grab both arms. And move him over here. And put him into the kingdom of God. Okay. This is the spirit of God. The spirit of God is not intimidated by the spirit of Satan. Okay. So now he's been placed into the kingdom of God with the spirit of God living inside of him. But it's still coffee. 
Okay. It's still Kofi. When he was translated into the kingdom of God, God empowered him with himself, with his spirit. The Bible said there are three that bear witness in heaven, the, the word, the father, and the spirit. And these three are one. So he empowered Kofi with himself. I don't care who you are, where you are. When you were born again, you received the spirit of God. The Bible said he that had not the spirit of God is none of his. Okay, so when you were born again, you received the spirit of God or the seed of God, the power of God. When you were born again, or when you were translated, all of that is the same. Born again and being translated is the same. So now I have the power of God on the inside of me. Come, come stand on in, in the front, uh, um, Jemiah. Okay, this is the power of God. This is the mind of God. Okay. The Bible said when you receive the Holy Spirit, you shall receive what? Power. Okay. But it's still Kofi. Okay. He has the power of God on the inside. The Bible says this in uh, uh, Peter. Peter, he said, now, but now as you were born again, God had given you everything you need in order to produce a godly life. Everything you need is inside of the Holy Spirit. He received a nature change. His nature was changed. But the nature is still inside of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I want you to see something because you, you got to see why the transformation is so important in our progressive walk with God because so many of us, we get over here in the kingdom of God with the power of God on the inside of us, but we remain the same as we were before we came over here because we won't give in to the power of the Holy Spirit nor the method or the mechanism by which God has impacted us so that our lives can be transformed. Let me share something with you. The, trans the translation is not the same as the transformation. Just because I'm in the kingdom of God does not mean that I'm automatically now going to be just like God. The Bible says that when we come over here, he should now walk in the word, grow in grace. The Bible said that we may grow up into him what in all things. That is for the believers. You, you, can, you can go up and be seated now. I want us to see something. After we come over here, and let me show you something. One of the problems in the body of Christ is that we come over into the kingdom of God and don't embrace the purpose of God. And consequently, we are content with just being saved. Can I share something with you? Without being offensive, and, and, and God help me to say this because I, I don't want to misword you, but I believe that there are times that God gets tired of just saved folk. Okay. Understand what I'm saying? Oh, I'm just saved. I'm saved. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm born again. What about 
you coming into the fullness of God. You got to see that. Turn, you can be seated here. Let me, let me go through that. I, I want to make sure that I, I bring into here what God is saying. The translation has already taken place. How many of you are born again? The translation has already taken place. But God said, understand that my purpose does not stop at the translation. In other words, the translation is nothing more than you being positioned to move into the fulfillment now of my purpose. You got to embrace that. So now let us go to the transformation. Let us understand what the transformation is all about. He's in the kingdom of God. He's out of the kingdom of darkness. He no longer is under the control of Satan and sin. But he's in the kingdom of God. What is it that God would desire out of his life now that he's in the kingdom of God? Transformation is, the definition for transformation is to make a thorough or dramatic change in form, appearance, or character of something in order to improve it. Let me repeat that again. It is to make a thorough or dramatic change in form, appearance, or character of something in order to improve it. Okay, now that he's over here in the kingdom of light. Come on. God said, I want him to be transformed. I, I want to thoroughly and dramatically change him. Everybody shout at Osaka. And, 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 and reconfigure him at that everything about him, his character, his presence now, his appearance now will be something totally different than over here. How many folks say, and I don't want you to show your hand, and just using this as a phrase. How many folk that are saved and nobody knows that you're saved? Nobody knows. There's nothing different about your life now that you've been transferred, translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life. Nothing different about it. You went to church before you got saved. You go to church now. But have you allowed the transformation process to take place so that now everything about your life now will begin to reflect this new kingdom that you are living in? See, just because you're in the kingdom does not mean that you're automatically reflecting uh, the character of the kingdom. You got to give yourself over to the transformation process in order now for the character and the appearance and the disposition of the kingdom now to be reflected out of your life. That's why God said now, translation is good because you change kingdoms. 
But now when you get over here, you got to still involve yourself with the transformation process because I want it to be when folk look at you, they'll see a difference. They're entertaining a difference. They're seeing the character of Christ, the love of God. They're seeing the patience and the long-suffering of God exuding out of your life. Not that same, you, you, you know, some folks sometimes, you know, I'm saved, but you know, you, you touch me the wrong place, you're going to. Okay. That should not be something that we just say casually. Over here, I should always be striving to be more like Jesus. Sit here. You can sit here. When we talk about translation, let me give you the theological uh, definition for translation. I mean, transformation. God bless you, um, Lula and family. We look at transformation from a theological perspective. It is a change of heart in a person by which his disposition and temper and attitudes are conformed to the divine image. A change from enmity to holiness and love. Okay, now let me repeat that. Transformation theologically means that it is a change in heart, in the heart of a person by which his disposition, his way of thinking, his ways are changed. His temperament is changed. He's now conformed, he's being conformed into the image Of God. We sing the song often now. We sing the song to be like Jesus. How I long to be like him. How many have ever heard that song sung? You, you, you've sung it. You, you, you know. But let me share something with you. That is more than just the words of that song. In order to be like Jesus, it doesn't mean now that you're just born again, but in order to be like Jesus, you've got to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That is, now that everything about your life now is to become a reflection of Jesus Christ. How many of us are engaged? In now the process of becoming more and more like Jesus every day. That you are moving away from your old way of thinking. Even though he's in the kingdom of God, there's still some influence of the kingdom of darkness that still affects his mind. All of that has to be destroyed so that now he can manifest kingdom character let me show, let me go here God never intended for the translation experience to stop at the translation experience or let me say it this way God never intended for the salvation experience to stop at translation. Okay. 
Oh, my God. God, God, help us. God is always concerned, Michelle. God is always concerned with us coming into the more of him. Okay. God is always concerned with us growing in him. That's after the salvation experience. The Bible says, and I said this earlier, the Bible says in Peter said, as newborn babes, okay, he was just translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But he said, now as newborn babes, what? Desire the sincere milk of the word that what? You may grow thereby. You're out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light now, and you're a newborn babe, but I want you to grow. How many of you got children that had children and you want them to remain babes all their lives? No, you want them to grow. And God said, when you come into my kingdom, you're coming in as a babe, but I want you to grow unto a full man. So now as you grow, I want you to avail yourself to the thing that I made available to you so you can grow. Don't be so content now that I'm saved that you forget that you got to grow. The reason why we have uh, so many folk in the body of Christ uh, that are continually defeated, uh, continually overcome, uh, continually coming short uh, of the will and the purpose of God uh, is not because the word of God is powerless, but it's because we are not growing in our walk with God. Come on. As I grow, as I grow, I become stronger, and when the enemy comes against me, I'm able to ward him off. Why? Because I'm developing strength now. But if I don't grow in God, if I don't grow in grace, if I don't grow in my walk with God, the enemy will come in and knock me out. I remember when I first got saved, and I loved God. I loved him, and I was appreciative of him saving me. But I want you to understand something. When I got saved the very next day, I found myself among some of my friends that we hung out with together before I got saved. And what happened, because I had not learned how to grow yet, I, before I realized that I found myself doing things that I was doing before I got saved. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to grow. I think it's Romans 8, 29 says this. said, whom the Lord foreknew, he also did predestinate that they be what? Conformed into the image of Christ. God had predetermined before your salvation experience that when you would be born again, that now you would be changed over and over into the image of Christ. Okay, now I, I need you to see that. Let me, let me ask this, and I don't want you to hold up hand, but I just want you to think. How many of you, how many of us, know people that you know are born again. You know that they are born again. But you see things about their lives that does not measure up 
to the character of God. It may be you. Okay. But what I want us to see here, not when God birthed us into the family, I'm, I'm trying to keep from going into Pastor Carlene's message, which she demonstrates so very, very powerfully. But I want us to see here that once we are birthed into the family of God, the kingdom of God, okay, we have the power of God living on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit. We have available to us the word of God, okay, so that we can grow, so that we can grow. Let me share something with you. Growth is not automatic just because you're in the kingdom, you get a baby that's born, and if you don't feed them properly, they're not going to grow properly. If you now get into the kingdom of God, let me show you this. God, help me. If you now come into the kingdom of God, and now all that you are being taught is to be blessed get better jobs, come on, um, get more money, okay. If that's all you're being taught, then that's going to be the focus of your passions. I'm going to do everything I can to be blessed because now we're being taught now, and, and this is a, a mis. A uh, 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 misperception that is being taught in the body of Christ. We are being taught now. Uh, uh, um, I, you can tell I'm growing in God because my possessions. Look, look, look! I got a better job now. You can have a better job and still not be a better person. Come on. But if that's all that I'm focusing on now as a believer. I may grow materially without growing spiritually. Okay. Change your focus. Look at somebody and say, change your focus. Change your focus. As a believer now, God said, I want you to focus on growing in me. Growing in me. Look at what Jesus told the disciples in Matthew the sixth chapter when he was teaching them the mentality of the kingdom of God. And, and we taught, we call it the Beatitudes. And near the end of the Beatitudes, uh, Jesus told him, said, now listen, uh, 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 when you come into the kingdom, don't take no thought for yourself. He said, don't, don't, don't worry about where you're going to live, uh, how you're going to be clothed. And, and what you're going to eat and all of those things. Now, it does not mean, okay, I need you to understand, it does not mean that that's not important for you. Okay. Because when I leave here, I want to know that I got a house to go live in. Okay. But what Jesus was telling them now, now that you become a part of the kingdom, don't let those things be your, your, your focus or your passion. Now, as a child of God, he said what? Seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God and 
It's righteousness. Now that you're a child of God, seek now to find out what it is that God you want me to do. God, how is it that you want my life to please you? How is it that I walk in righteousness and, and manifest the character that you have ordained for me to manifest? God, that's what I want. That's my priority. That's what I'm focused on. And the Bible said, when you do that, he said, all of these things will be added to you. But what we find ourselves, we want to get all of the things. Well, I, when God bless me with a new job, I'm coming to church. I'm, I'm going to come to church, and, and I'm going to join Bible study when I, when I get my bank account where I need to get, because right now I got to work extra, and I, come on, come on, come on now. I got to teach the truth. But God said, when you come here, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he said, I know how to add these things. I know that you have me. In fact, he said, I know what things you have need of even before you ask. In fact, I know the need is coming before you even realize the need is coming. But if you stay focused on me, if you stay before me and say, God, I want to please you. I want my life to bring you glory. You saved me, God, so that I would bear the image of Christ. That's why you saved. God said, so that's what I'm going to focus on, and I'm going to trust you, Bishaka. I'm going to trust you that you know how to add. Don't you fool yourself. God knows how to add. God knows how to add. And let me say, God is not restricted to our adding process. God can create an add while we're waiting for something that we see to be added. You all understand what I'm saying? When God gets ready to add, he can create something that is not even there. We are restricted to what we see. God, I see that car over there. I, God, God, I, no, God said, no, no, when the time comes, I know how to make all of that happen. So God said, now, when we engage in the transformation process. And let me share something with you. Transformation is not automatic. Transformation is a cooperative effort. Okay. When I say a cooperative effort, it means you got to cooperate with God, cooperate with his word, Cooperate with the Spirit of God in order to be transforming, in order to be more and more like him. How many of you want to be really more and more like Jesus? How many of you really, really want to do that? You really want to be more? He said, now, in order for that to happen, you got to cooperate with me now. You, you got to cooperate. You can't just, you know, take a position now and say, all right, I'm going to automatically grow. No, no, no. You got to cooperate with him. Paul said this. Look at Paul. Paul is considered one of the most prolific Bible scholars of his day. Wrote a number of letters in the Bible. Built a number of churches. But on Paul, while Paul was on his second missionary journey, already preaching, already carving out ministries, already raising folk on his second missionary journey, Paul stopped and said, I'm growing, I, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. But Paul said, listen, 
but not as though I have already attained. Is it? I haven't gotten there yet. I'm preaching better than I did five years ago, but I haven't gotten there yet. Come on. I'm touching more folk lives than I did three years ago, but I haven't gotten there yet. But it didn't discourage Paul because Paul understood that he was growing into it. Paul said, not as though I have already attained, neither am I already perfect. But the key phrase inside of that was, Paul said, but I follow after. The fact that I have not really gotten there yet does not discourage me from keeping on following. I'm going to keep on. I, I, I preach the multitude, but I do realize that there's still some things that I, I, I got to grow inside of. I'm going to keep on following after it. How many times, and I want us to look at this, how many times we've used our imperfection as an excuse to stop trying, to stop pursuing. And, and, and I, 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 I want to say this. Sometimes I hate to hear folks say, well, you know, none of us perfect. While that may be true, but in the context in which you're saying it, is it in the context of, that I'm not perfect yet, but I'm following after? Or is it in the context of saying, well, you know, you saw something about my life that I'm not perfect, you, you know, so that's why I did. No, 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 no. We should always find ourselves, if I'm overtaken in anything, God, I need you to help me because tomorrow I want to be better than I was yesterday, so I'm going to continue to follow after. He sing the song, I'm only human, I'm just a man. Do you know what you're saying? You're minimizing or almost canceling out your translation experience to magnify the fact that I'm only human. Sure, he's still human, but he is a child of God. Stop uh, 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 bigging up your human human side. You see, we, we'll do that when we want to satisfy this flesh. I'm only human, you know. God tell you to uh, uh, um, they'll do something to you. You can, you can be seated. If they'll do something to you to really, really Get on your nerves. That normally when you were over here, you would put them in their place. You would tell them off. And in some instances, you may even swing at them. Okay? I get over here, and I'm a child of God now. And Dale says some of the same things that was said to me when I was over there, and I reacted. Okay? But here, because I'm feeling the venom, I'm feeling it now. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm only human, I'm, so so now if if I if I cuss you out, uh, I'm on it. That's just my human side. I, I'm 
I'm only human. So we'll use that now as an excuse to dishonor God. Come on. As a believer, I will magnify my humanity when I want to do something that is contrary to God, now in order to make it look like, you know, well, I'm not that bad, you know, because, you know, I'm only a human now. You know, you got to remember now, we can't take but so much. <laughs> do you believe that when God brought you into the kingdom that he already got it locked into your mind that there's only so much that he's going to be able to take. So, you know, uh, uh, no, God said, I, if you allow me, I'm going to equip you. I'm going to refashion you. I'm going to remake you so that whatever comes your way, you will be able to manifest my character. I don't ever want you to be able to say that you did it because you're human. Because when I say that I did it because I'm human, I've minimized the power of God that is in me to give me the ability to manifest the character of God. Uh, uh, Acts, the first chapter in the eighth verse said, but you shall receive what? Power when? After that, the Holy Spirit is come. When I was born again, I received the Holy Spirit. But he said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power. But look at what it said after that. And now you shall what? Be a witness. In other words, my life now, my reactions and my responses now is going to witness the power that's on the inside. You're going to be a witness unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The power that is given you at the salvation experience is designed to empower you to manifest a character. But if I don't give myself over to the transformation process, I could be saved for 10, 15, and 20 years, but still find myself acting like a, I'm still a babe. When Paul came to, um, but I guess it was Paul, I don't know if they've ever determined who was the writer of Hebrews, but the writer in the fifth chapter of Hebrews, I think it is the 12th verse says, when it was time for you to be teachers, because you've been saved now for 15 years, 10 years, 15 years. Certainly, with God's transformation process, you ought to be able to touch somebody's life by now. Okay? But the writer said, when it was time, when I came to you and it was time for you to be teachers, I found out I could not even teach you anything because you were still babe. And instead of me feeding you meat, I have to feed you milk. He said, because milk belongs to babes. Yeah, I understand something. I've been saved for a while, but all I'm doing is drinking milk. I have not availed myself to the things of God or the spirit of God so that I can progressively uh, uh, become stronger, strong enough to ingest meat. All I want to do is hear, God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. Come on. 
God meet this need. God meet this need. Don't come in there preaching about, I got to, you know, let my attitude go. No, 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 no. He said, when it was time for me to really give you meat, I had to give you milk. Now, look at this. Because I, I, as I was studying this lesson on last night, because we've always used this scripture. Remember the scripture in uh, um, Hebrews, the sixth chapter. We, we love this scripture. It says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ. What? Let us do what? Let us go on to perfection. Now, that is not just pulled out of the air. That is in connection to what the writer was saying in Hebrew 5. He said, now, since I, I came to you and you were still a babe, you're still dealing with just the, the baby food and, and all of those things. He said, now, I couldn't feed you meat, but I had to feed you milk because he that drinks milk is still a babe and is not at the place where he can eat milk yet. But he said, now, but I'm going to encourage you now, leave Therefore, now leave the elementary principles of Christ. You got to move from here. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to move. Leave the principles of the doctrines of Christ, and now let us what? Move on to perfection. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to close because I'm not going to be able to finish this lesson today. Pastor Carly going to finish it next week. Um, perfection should always be in the sight of the believers. Okay. Never become content with where you are and then not give the excuse that it's because I'm just, I'm still, I, I'm not perfect yet. I'm just, no, no, no. Perfection should always be in the sight of the believer. I'm striving for perfection. That's the will of God for my life. I was last year, but am I really? How, how close?
close am I to being to the measure of the stature of his fullness? Is there still anything in your life that does not reflect God? That does not measure up to the overall purpose of you being translated now so that now you can manifest his character. Never be content until you reach that measure. I'm better. I stand behind here, I still got to become more and more like him. Bow your heads in his presence on today. I want to pray <clears throat> for those of you that are here and those of you that are online that are listening to this word. <clears throat> I want to challenge us that we will make a determination in our hearts that God, I want to be more like you. I, I, want, I want my disposition, my attitude, my character to reflect you more and more every day. I don't want to come in the kingdom and sit down, but I want to come in the kingdom and begin to grow. that I would be more like you. Stand to your feet as I pray on today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you have purpose for us even before we were saved. You had already purposed that we would come into your kingdom and we would be a manifestation of your character. I thank you for that, Lord. I pray right now, God, that every one of us that's here on today, that everything about our lives will come in alignment with your will and your purpose for us. Every mindset, every mentality, every thought process that opposes that purpose, let it be rebuked and pulled down right now in the 
every teaching that we have received that directs us in a pathway that is contrary to us growing up in Christ, let it be rebuked and properly placed. God, that our lives will be a reflection of you. God, bring us to the place where we could trust you. We would trust you with our lives, trust you with our cares, trust you with our concerns while we grow. Those areas in our lives now, God, that we are still weak, I pray that you would strengthen us, that you would empower us, direct us in your word, lead us by your spirit, God, so that we will be overcomers in those areas. Mm. We don't want to send a bad message to those that are out there because they're looking at us, Lord. And when they see us, Lord, we want them to see you. So those areas in our lives, Lord, that are not reflective of you, help us, Lord, to overcome and to be more like you. Mm, I rebuke the devil right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you would have caused our understanding to be enlightened, that we would see salvation through your eyes, not our eyes, but your eyes, that we would understand, God, that that you have ordained for our lives. I commit these people right now into your hands. I thank you, Father. Those that need to be translated, I pray, God, that you would translate them from the kingdom of darkness into your kingdom. The devil is still ruling their lives. But you have the power to translate them, break the captivity, and set them free. Right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. I want to do this. You that are not saved, if there's anyone here that's not saved, even if you're online or today, if you're not saved, you're still in the kingdom of darkness and the devil is still your daddy. I don't say that as an insult. I just say that as a truth. But you want to change locations and be brought into the kingdom of light. You want God to be your father. You said, Bishop, pray for me on today. If you're online, I want you to just put in the chat box, I want to be translated. You that are here, just lift your hands and say, I want to be translated into the kingdom of light. Say that about Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you right now. We thank you for those that have made a decision, Lord, to yield your translation experience I pray right now that every captivity of the enemy will be broken right now in the name of Jesus and that you will set them free so that Lord their lives will bring you glory and honor mm. 
Defeat the devil right now. Cause him to flee. And I pray, God, that you'll bring salvation into their lives. Right now, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. All right, God bless you. Somebody put your hands together and tell the Lord thank you. Before you be seated, before you be seated while we're standing, let us go on uh, with the communion. We're going to do communion today, so I want to do this while we're still standing before we go into the offering. You that have your communion elements, get them together. Praise God. Let's prepare our hearts to partake. The Bible says, as often as you do this, you do so forth the Lord's death until he come. It's our way of honoring God for him dying for us. We do this in remembrance of him. Anybody here that needs, you don't have it, you would like to partake, lift your hands and they will serve you. Hallelujah. Father, I bless you right now for this time, just commemorating your death, burial, and resurrection. We thank you, God, that you died for us. You died so that we could be translated. We thank you for that, Lord. I pray right now, God, that as we, Lord, partake together, that God, you will continue to meet needs in our lives. Somebody needs healing. I pray, God, that you be shakaba, that you will heal their bodies. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Basha, cause their lives to be transformed even the more into that that you ordained for us. I pray now that as we partake, Lord, you would even draw us closer together cause us Lord to be a full manifestation of all that you are in the earth we bless you for it right now take these emblems out of their natural state and place them in the supernatural God that as we partake things will happen in our lives by the power of Jesus Christ we bless you for it in Jesus name Praise God. As you hold it up before the Lord, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and break it. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. And somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, tell him thank you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. We praise your name. Hallelujah, Lord. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, 
but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.